That's right. It's time for the weekly review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? And have you done your version of the weekly review? (laughs) Hi, James. I'm doing good today, and I have done a meow, and I want to say I've done a full meow, which means all my checkboxes are checked, but I feel that a full meow is a bit of an oxymoron because I've always said that doing a meow um, is uh, part of the meow system is that you don't have to have every checkbox checked in order to consider it done. Um, but what can I say? I like uh, I like having all those checkboxes checked. And so I just wanted to announce it to the world. How about you, James? How's it, how's it going with you? And what about your weekly review? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, and I think I can say, yeah, I've done a a move. A move. Um, so I've done a weekly review ish. Again, the 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 getting inboxes to zero is not something that has has happened. Um, mm-hmm. but the reviewing all of my active projects that has. And also dumping a bunch of new things that have become new projects. So that all has happened. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the win. Okay. <laughs> well, you got the win, James, because you did it. So, and as we discussed last week, the, uh, the underlying principle is, do you feel like you're ready to face the next week or two? Um, that you know what's happening and you know what you want to focus on. Yes, exactly. And um, so to that end, um, let's talk about the weekly to-do. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. So what was your weekly to-do this past week, Jean? Uh, my weekly to-do is to was to um, start a new project checklist in TOT. Um, and I did that. It's a, it's a project for micro.blog community. And um, still not going to talk about it because now that one of the check checkboxes in the project is run this by Manton. So Manton and I, of course, he's the, the founder, creator of micro.blog. And um, generally, I like to make sure he's happy with something before I announce it to the world. So um, so I'm going to wait until that checkbox is checked before I, I talk about it. That uh, sounds good. And mine was to... Um, well, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Walt with a blog post and making it free, I made mm-hmm. it free and there was a tweet and there is a draft of a blog post, but I kind of got bogged down with 
both work stuff and I'm up here in Canada, so spending time with family. So it is still a draft. It is not a posted blog post. Um, but I got some progress made on it. So I'm not going to call it done because it's clearly not. But I did get mm-hmm. to uh, mark the occasion um, on the date one way or another publicly. And um, I will do that post. It just I don't know exactly when I will get it finished and out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that. Um, that's good. So other to-dos came up. There was a little more going on with my uh, uh, client that I was than I was expecting. So, you know, that happens. Um, and then so my weekly... Actually, I'm not even going to say I'm going to get it done this, pat, this next week because there's a lot going <laughs> on. And uh, uh, so I think... My weekly to-do for this week is to, because I have a number of travel things happening, is mm-hmm. once again, I'm just going to say to arrive safely where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be. That's going to be my uh, weekly to-do until we speak again. That seems uh, very sensible and also doable and uh i think that makes that makes a lot of sense travel takes a lot out of the the uh, routine for sure um and good for you well my next weekly to do is um to uh send out one invite hopefully more but you know trying to to chunk this into something too doable um and that is uh, send out one invite uh, to someone to appear on the Micro Monday podcast, which is uh, my podcast over on micro.blog, where I interview somebody every week from the micro.blog community. And I recently revived it. It, it. There was like kind of pandemic, you know, what I don't, I, I don't even know, whatever. I didn't, I didn't, I sort of dropped. It dropped off the radar for a while, but two months ago, I started it back up, and I have every Monday published a podcast, and I have one uh, for this week, but uh, I need to repopulate the queue with some new, fresh interviews, so at least sending out one invite makes that you know, a possibility. If I yes. send out zero invites, no one will be on in the next week and I'll have to call it, you know, ah, I have, my streak will be over. Then yes, one invite, that sounds like a doable and achievable weekly to do also. Yeah. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Excellent. Well, uh, just mentioning travel makes me think that something we have talked about a little in the past, but haven't talked about in a while, is um, your your the donut of control or the, your spheres of influence, <laughs> the things in life that you have control over and the things that you don't have control over. And travel actually is one of those where a lot of things are beyond your control, whether it's weather or flight cancellations or what have you. Um, mm mm-hmm. There's stuff you can do to prepare. 
And then there's, you got to leave it up to whatever, the fates. Um, so um, I thought maybe since I'm doing a bunch of travel, and I think you had mentioned before we started talking that, uh, again, uh, the weather has been something that you've talked about uh, a bit mm-hmm. since it's been very hot in the Pacific Northwest. Um that, but it is again something that you don't control. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, in case anybody was wondering, I have no control over the weather, so don't blame me. Um, yes, and I think uh, it's, it's there are things, right, we don't control, but you can like you can try to predict what might happen and try to plan around contingencies but in the end um you're not necessarily expecting like super heat waves in the pacific northwest uh to last for days and weeks yeah i excuse me i like the the term donut of influence and this (laughs) there's different you know, ways this uh, particular concept is described, like donut of control, donut of, or circles of control. Um, but it's essentially is three concentric circles. Um, and the circle in the center is the one where you have the most control, uh, things that are under your control, some, you know, uh, that you can do, you know, without... Um, uh, relying on certain dependencies of either other people or the weather, for example. <laughs> but uh, in between, and then the second concentric circle, which is, if you look at a picture of three concentric circles, you could say that the second circle is the donut, because it's got the small hole in the middle of what you can control. And then it's a it's a donut around it. I guess you could say they're concentric donuts here. Anyway, I don't want to over flog the metaphor, but it's because I like the word donut <laughs> that I like to say donut of influence. And the, the, the influence donut is where there's things that you have some control over, but not total control. Um, so for example, I can, you know, I can do a lot of things to, help myself get better sleep or eight hours of sleep that's I have control over but I don't have total control over how well I sleep because that might depend on um, you know distractions or things that disrupt my sleep especially you know where I live it can you know one loud muff unmuffled car can wake me up and so so that I I don't have control over but I I have some control over it because if I'm sleeping well, I can usually go right back to sleep. Um, so, and then of course there's the outside uh, concentric circle, which is where you have no control. And I have no control over the traffic on my corner. I finally have uh, acknowledged that um, I'm getting annoyed with things I have zero control over. And I also have no control over uh, what the temperature is in Oregon or anywhere else. And um, I was telling you it came to mind for me today because I made a little pact with myself not to complain 
about the weather for a week. Like not and complain could be complaining to another person, but also mentally complaining. Um, I'm not going to s- sit around and think how I'm annoyed that it's going to be so hot uh, again, yet again. I am going to say h- how happy I am that I have uh, a great brother who installed some air conditioners for me l- last month, and that means... I, you know, what control I had over the situation has been exercised and everything else is beyond my control. So, oh, anyway, that's my, that's my donut. My, my donut philosophy is, uh, try to, um, focus on the center, on the whole, uh, where I have the most control, but also don't forget about, uh, n- letting go of what's on the outside uh, concentric circle because I have no control over it. Yes, that's, that is true. And I guess over time you have control over possibly trying to move more into situations where there are less things in that outer ring that are important mm-hmm. to you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, um, if you lived somewhere that didn't have unmuffled cars driving by, um, yes. that would then, you know, so your choice of where to live affects, uh, kind of the range of things. But of course, that's not something that you can do overnight. Well, probably right. not, not practically. <laughs> um, although if things got really bad, you might be able to, Go find like a hotel somewhere if it was like an That's like true. you absolutely needed to get a great night's sleep and you were pretty sure on unmuffled like you had to or it was you know a hundred and thirty degrees in your apartment um, oh, and you yeah. needed to go someplace air conditioned like there are things that there are things within your control mm-hmm. and it's I think sometimes folks. Uh, I don't want to say forget, that's not right. Sometimes you can get locked, like mentally locked into thinking there's nothing you can do and then it's all in the outer rings. Mm-hmm. But often there's something, it might not be an immediate fix or a long-term fix, but yeah. often there's there's probably something in your that, that you could do to make the situation better. And then sometimes there just isn't. Um, and then you have to just, uh, I guess that's... Um, yeah. Um, it's actually f- interesting you mentioned a ho- going to a hotel because um, when I first... My first place in Portland was uh, a studio apartment that was beautiful, but it had like these large skylights. And so that's basically... You know, in the summertime, um, light pouring to, into my apartment that I had, I couldn't control, you know, short of getting on the roof somehow and covering up the skylights. And so that apartment, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> that apartment would get super hot in the summertime. And it, it was when I, you know, first moved here and I had like a real patchwork of uh, 
ways to make money. I wasn't, I was definitely living on the edge of my budget, but I thought to myself, okay, if it gets to be unbearable, I'm just going to hop in the car and drive somewhere and get a hotel room. Actually, you could do this on the internet back then, like find a cheapest rate on a hotel room in the area. Like, I don't care where I stay. (laughs) Right, right. I don't need to stay in the nicest neighborhood. I can go stay in the industrial section. As long as it's a hotel with air conditioning, I'm, I'm I'm not going anywhere. And just by giving myself permission to do that, it made most of the heat more bearable because I felt like I had some control um, over the worst case scenario. And I think the whole time that I lived over there, I decamped to a hotel maybe three times in 10 years. But there were probably 10 times where I thought, well, I'm okay staying put, but if I really don't feel okay, I will leave. Um, so, so that was uh, that was definitely. I think you, if you recognize that you do have control, and like, yes, I couldn't afford to um, go to a hotel every week or you know for several nights in a row at that point in my my career, but. I could definitely make it work for one night and it would be worth it because for one thing I would get work done um, during that day instead of melting um, or, you know, fleeing my apartment. So, uh, but just having, having an exit strategy uh, really improved my frame of mind about something that I felt like I had no control over. That's excellent. And finding that piece in there where you actually did have some control um, that, yeah, that can, as you say, that even just knowing that there's something else you could do if you absolutely needed to or had to can make, Mm -hmm. make the thing that's out of your control feel better because you know, it's, you're there. Suddenly it is your choice to be in that spot. Right. And you right. have an escape hatch that you can bail if you need to. So that it it does, that changes a, a, a great deal. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, it's just something that happened to me today. Um, oh. I was, well, I was in the, the, the pharmacy up here in, uh, uh, in New Brunswick, Canada. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a bilingual province, um, and it's very close to the border, uh, with Quebec or Quebec. Um, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of walking through the aisles and this song comes on and it's like this upbeat French song. <laughs> and it's like, it's not like an old time song. It's like a, it's a modern, you know, pop song. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, my God, what is this? I loved it. Um, like, it, it instantly just, for whatever, caught my ear. So I pulled out Shazam on my phone. I was like, what is this song? And so I <laughs> identified it and found it on Apple Music. And it's, uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know really 
I don't know the lyrics. I don't know. I've since looked up and translated the lyrics. So I'll post a link to the song um, with mm-hmm. the with the episode. It's not, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure before I did that, like there was nothing awful in the lyrics that I just didn't yeah. know. Um, but uh, it's uh, uh, it's a musician from Quebec who's, um, and the song is about another musician in Quebec, who is known for his kind of outlandish behavior. Um, so oh. I've already learned learned a bunch just from today. But that's an example of something completely out of my control, right? I'm just walking along in a store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just something shows up and it's like, oh, I don't know what this is, but I like it. And so... We often do think about like things outside of our control as as bad, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like maybe it's rare, but sometimes <laughs> something will happen that you know you're not planning on, or it's outside of your control, and and it's it's a good thing. You're like happy that it happened. So I think it's also oh. important to to kind of be open to you know we can focus on like. And I think I do sometimes focus on trying to keep things in my, you know, things that I can control as much as possible so that I'm not disrupted or whatever. But sometimes, you know, it's it's good to be open to open to the world and possibilities and what have you. <laughs> now, that's an excellent point, because, you know, the whole notion of serendipity, well, that's a positive thing in my mind. Um and but serendipity is is outside your control, uh, and sometimes via a serendipitous uh, moment, something cool happens. So, so in your case, a cool new song for your playlist. Exactly. And I love I love listening to to pop songs in foreign languages. I you learn a lot of slang. <laughs> Oh, I believe it. Yes, more than more than I ever learned from a textbook. I'm sure. I think their <laughs> slang in the textbook is like already twenty years old, thirty years oh, yeah. old. Um, yeah. So that whenever you use it, you just kind of get mocked. Because <laughs> 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 it would be like teaching somebody twenty three skidoo. That's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already forgot what 23 skidoo refers to. I think it's just, I think it's like an exclamation. I don't even think it necessarily Uh, means anything. Now I I have to look it up. Or is it 21 skidoo? No, it's 23 skidoo. It's 23. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Happened around 1906. And it's like the first pop phrase many have referred to. The first truly national fad expression. Really? 23 but, skidoo. But we don't know what it means? Uh, the meaning is lost in time? Just reading it, it seems more like an exclamation. Hmm. 
well, we're not going to pause. The, we're not going. I think we need to stop the podcast and find stop the out podcast what and find. <laughs> that will be a future. That will be that will be something listeners can look up on Follow. their own. But yes, or true. if if you can't stand the suspense, or I'll I'll read up on it. And we'll talk about it next time. Oh yeah, that's what they call follow up. That's my weekly to do. Okay. Twenty three skidoo is my weekly to do. <laughs> there we go. The, Excellent. The, and then from then on, we'll have the weekly twenty three skidoo. <laughs> Who knows, James? Like depending on what it means, I might just start using it again, and and eventually it'll be come back into. Uh, favor a new fad and it will be because of the weekly review oh and it looks like uh, it combines two earlier expressions 23 just the number mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and skidoo just the word and both of which independently and separately referred to leaving being kicked out or the end of something okay so 23 skidoo Interesting. Or maybe not. I'm sensing a new podcast (laughs) (laughs) sign-off. Oh, my God. And 23 skidoo to all of our listeners. That was my (laughs) 1908 guy. That worked. I think that was a perfect 1908 uh, announcer accent. I don't know why that is the accent that comes to mind. I'm not even sure whatever happened to that accent in anywhere in the world because nobody talks like that anymore. Uh, or do they? Maybe yeah. they do. I haven't encountered anybody. <laughs> it doesn't seem to appear in the popular culture either. Oh, yeah. It I got 23 like skidooed. <laughs> I feel a rabbit hole branching into other rabbit holes. So. But yes, I think. Well, is it serendipity, or is it (laughs) is it serendipity, or is it? But you do have some control because you can say, "James, this is not productivity related." And then (laughs) I will ask you, Jean. We've talked a bit about a number of topics around your uh, donut of influence. Um, Do you have anything else for this episode? I do not. In that case, let's wrap up this episode so we can all get back to getting things done, perusing things on uh, Wikipedia, and polishing up our early 20th century announcer voices. Um, (laughs) You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at theweeklyreview. And, of course, you can always email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would also be great if you'd rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, helps us find new listeners, and no matter how you reach us, it always makes us smile to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. 23 Skidoo! Uh, now I want donuts. <laughs> you got some things you want to get done And still enjoy being Organizational fun There's a lot of things you can